I've always been an advocate for um, positive sexual exploration. I think it's important that people understand that fetishes and kinks aren't something that need to be um, hidden behind closed doors. It doesn't have to be taboo or nasty or dirty. Of course it can be, but um, I, I think that I, uh, through my experiences, um, discovering foot fetish has really opened up my eyes because it is so diverse and there's so many levels to it. And I'm finding it really fascinating. Even um, I didn't have a foot fetish before, but it is definitely something that is developing in me the more and more I'm exploring it. And I'm also finding that I'm learning a lot about myself through it, just people making requests of things that I would have never even thought could be something um, sexual, but even, even if it's not sexual, even just things like dangling your shoes and how elegant and beautiful and, and sexy that can make me feel, but I don't have to be naked. Uh, so I'm, I'm, having a, I'm having a really good time. <laughs> Dear Sam, yes. Dear Susie, where? Dear Sam, when? This is the What Bird Are You podcast. This is our podcast celebrating sex. Safe sex. Consensual sex. Sex without shame or guilt. The kind of sex you discover when you become your first best lover. We'll be talking about our own sexual experiences and bringing other people's voices into the dialogue. And we will be reviewing sex toys. (laughs) (laughs) We're people who simply enjoy sex. So if you are not an adult or unwilling to be part of a frank conversation about sex, this is not for you. If you're under 18, do you really want to hear people your parents' age talking about sex? Welcome Welcome to to the the show. show. Susie, let's record another podcast episode. Let's do it, Sam. Foot fetish as a, a, a source of content creation. Yes. You have created an Instagram page documenting the delights of your feet. You are Mistress Honeytoes. Tell me about it. Well, this is new for me. I am definitely new to the scene, um, and I've really enjoyed it so far. It's been way more satisfying than I ever thought that it would be. So I've had an interesting journey with my feet, and I've had a... I've struggled over the years um, with with love for my feet, but I've always felt like I had really beautiful feet. So it's been really fun taking photos, starting to create content, learning what that looks like. And what's been really cool is to go into the Instagram world and look at what other people are creating. Mm-hmm. And you see, a, you see a lot of women that just take plain old basic photos of their feet and throw them out there and they have a ton of followers you know people seem to like it but then you see a few other people that go to the next level and and those are the ones that really stand out and that's what I try to do with with what I'm putting out there and it's been great it's been a blast you reached out to Stephanie Mason a giantress <laughs> uh, and the uh, giantress is a type of, of foot fetish content. You reached out to her and you brought her voice into the dialogue and we're going to hear a lot uh, from your conversation with Stephanie Mason throughout this podcast and we'll link your full conversation with her uh, so that the, the audience could listen to her real 
and genuine advocacy for sexual positivity through fetish content. It's really interesting. It is, and, and she's one that stood out to me more than anyone. I was kind of um, fangirling over her because her content's great. She does a lot of different stuff. She does the giantess stuff. She does foot yoga stuff. She does just regular foot fetish stuff, and it's all really well done. Her production value is good, and it's so creative, and it's just fun. That's why I really wanted to talk to her. Uh, it was stimulating. Some of my favorite content that I find in the foot fetish world. And she was really open. She gave advice to you about creating platforms, what platforms to go on, including Facebook forums, Reddit, OnlyFans, ways to get your name out there, get your content out there, and also to monetize it. She came from a content background. She, she studied digital video production, and she worked in the business industry, so she knows how to price her content. She got married. She became a mom. Uh, and then after COVID, she basically was questioning a lot of things in her her life, including what is she going to do for the rest of the life? Is she going to wash dishes and do the laundry? Or is she going to take control of her life again and, and really find a new sense of independence through her relationship with her husband, her family, and also her foot content? So this is this is Stephanie feeling sexy elegant and beautiful finding her place in the foot fetish world am i just cooking and cleaning and raising children like is, is this what i'm gonna do until i die <laughs> so i i wanted to discover like who am i what, what 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 can i do that makes me feel empowered that makes me feel creative um and that makes me feel beautiful at no at, at whatever age i'm i'm going to be something that i can take with me and not not um be held back. I can kind of find my own voice and what's my own character. And it's taken time to get there. And I, I, I know that's probably why you see I'm dabbling in a little bit of this and a little bit of that. <laughs> so I'm still trying to figure it all out. What, what is, what's my thing that I want to do? What kind of background do you have in content creation? I have very little background in content creation. I'm learning everything as I go. So I would say in the past eight months, I've had a crash course um, in, in content creation. And I've never been one to do a lot of online social media. I've never had a big presence. It's just not been a big part of my life or something I've ever been interested in. So my own personal Instagram, Facebook, I don't post very often and I don't go there very often. So this has been a big change for me. Um, and and getting to see the way other people do it. And, you know, you're a big content creator. So watching how you do well, it. Five, seven. <laughs> Funny guy. <laughs> <laughs> Funny looking. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but watching how you do is, is taught me a lot as well. So, you know, in some, some days I'm into it and have time for it. And other days I don't, you know, I, I work a full-time job. I've got a, a side hustle, you know, a side business that I do full-time single mom. So I don't always have the time to put into it that other people do, but um, I feel like I learned something new about it every day. Well, why this? Why foot fetish? And why right now? What's going on in your life that you're saying, hey, there's a spark. I'm curious about this. And I enjoy this. I don't know why right now. It just seemed like 
I, it just seemed to kind of fall into place. I think, you know, I think you were um, supportive and, and that was helpful. You showed me a lot of stuff that would have taken me a lot longer to have figured out on my own. But I, there's a creativity to it that I was lacking. I was lacking a creative outlet in all the things that I do every day. It's not very creative. And so this has really become a real creative outlet for me that I've really enjoyed and I think about a lot and I've started putting a lot more time and effort into Maybe not as much, you know, as I could by any means. Definitely not as much as Stephanie. And we've talked to a few other content creators as well. And I did think it was interesting, though. They all said the same thing that, you know, it's kind of there. There was this was a shift for me. Um, I don't know that what I'm doing with my content creation is a shift. I feel like this podcast is more uh, motivating for me than my foot content. But the foot content stuff's just fun to be able to put your pictures out there of your feet and have so many people respond in such a positive way it, it does it makes you feel great and then the interactions I've had with some people have been really cool as well and to be able to do like these custom videos I'm really excited about it's just that's so creative and fun you know I don't know I love it you did mention that what you're seeing is something that I'm seeing as well women and I'm only seeing women uh, as foot fetish models maybe they're they're more than that uh, basically, they, they, they show their bare feet or their their feet in a variety of forms of footwear, flip-flops, sandals, high heels, whatever it might be, stockings. They wiggle their toes if it's a video. Um, often, there's no nudity associated with it. Often, it's anonymous. You just basically see people's feet. That's never turned me on. Um, but as you've done research saying that this is the number one fetish, foot fetish is the number one fetish content out there. Exactly. And I think that is part of what made me start doing this because, you know, we've talked on previous episodes about fetishes and they just fascinate me. And so I think that a part of it was like, oh, my gosh, so many people have a fetish around this. And if I can help to feed other people's fetishes with just posting videos and pictures of my feet, then I, I want to do that. How fun. And I, you know, um, I don't know that I have a foot fetish. Well, now I think I do. I don't think I started off with a foot fetish, though. It wasn't sexual to me. So feet don't really turn me on. My feet are extremely ticklish. I never have let people touch my feet. I really don't like people even looking at my feet. So this has been... So this has been a big, um, you know, 360 for me, but it's been great. And now I've totally flip-flopped. Now I love to have my feet kissed and licked and sucked and, um, you know, snuggled with and then, to, you know, post photos. It's been great. When we first met, you had one hard rule not to touch your feet. Yeah. So I knew that was, was a boundary really and I, I respected that. And I honored that. But... That resulted in me tickling your feet with honor. You seem to enjoy it. Spanking your feet with a paddle or my hand. Licking your feet. And so I didn't necessarily believe that, uh, that feet were off, uh, off, <laughs> off limits for you. Well, that goes back to us for for goes back to me establishing what are my limits. I had never truly thought about it until the conversations that we had. And so, what I realized is the whole foot thing could be a soft, like a yellow instead of a red, as far as my limits goes. And then having someone take the time to really be slow and gentle and purposeful and thoughtful with my feet was a very different experience than I had had before. And it did. It kind of flipped me. 
And I think after that, or it seemed afterwards that you really began documenting your feet. Mm-hmm. And there go here comes the uniqueness question. You shoot differently than others, which I think is is really fantastic. You like putting honey <laughs> and dribbling food and yeah, it's not just wiggling your toes for the camera. It's actually dripping food and whatnot on there. Tell me about that. Why Mistress so, Honey Toes? It's not just food. It's viscous, thick. That's for some reason, it's so satisfying to me. I think about it like if I'm in the shower or if I'm, you know, doing my yoga or going for a run, whatever I'm doing, these these images come into my head of, oh, I really want to experience that um, thick viscousness dripping down my feet. And what I find is, like I said, it's it doesn't sexually turn me on, but it is incredibly satisfying to watch and to experience and to feel. Um, I think it's just great. What so, have you What have you put on your toes? What have you put on your feet? What have you dribbled? Well, Honey, um, which is a favorite, of course. Um, we tried agave. We tried maple syrup. And we were <laughs> was going to try uh, molasses, but I don't know that, it, you know, it would look good. Um, and then... Various uh, forms so of milk. Milks, right. So buttermilk and sweet condensed milk, evaporated milk, um, which were not as... I mean, they were good, but not as good as the the honey. And then I bought that blueberry syrup that I think would be really cool, but we I didn't get to. I haven't done that one yet. I will. And then what goes along with dribbling sweet, luscious things on your feet is getting that licked off. Mm. So to me, also like that's also a part of it. It's like the follow through. It's 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 you know it's a process. So I think I, I love that piece of it as well. The licking. We started shooting content together. We're on different sides of the country now. So what are you doing for solo self-production? What are you doing to uh, shoot this stuff by yourself? Are you? Well, I'm not doing it nearly as much. It's Mm. way easier when you have someone there with you that can just pull out a video camera and take, you know, shots of your feet or whatever. So what I have been doing, which I didn't do while you were here because I knew I could do it more solo, is more foot uh, shoe content, right? So high heels, um, sneakers. I have done a lot that I haven't posted yet. And then stockings, socks. So that's the whole portion, you know, different people that have feet fetishes. There's so many different, um, scenarios that they're into. So for me, it's the honey and the licking for some people, it's different socks or it's, um, stockings with holes ripped in them. It's different types of shoes. For some people, it's dirty feet or clean feet or arched feet. You know, there's so many different, um, categories to the foot fetish world that I'd like to get more into. You're beautiful, by the way. I, I love mm-hmm. you. I love your tone. <laughs> Thank you. In, 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 in your presentation. Mm. Foot content seems for you to be your enjoyment. You're doing this for yourself, and at the same time, you're sharing it with social media, uh, Instagram, Twitter. How is that process when taking it, this thing that you enjoy yourself and sharing it with the world? Tell me a little bit about that process. Well, you know, in the beginning, you know, I'm 
I'm a single mother. I'm completely supporting myself and two children. So I'm always looking for extra ways to make money. So honestly, in the beginning, I was like, oh my gosh, could I actually make money from just taking pictures of my feet and posting it? So initially, I think there was a monetary piece associated to it. And I thought I was going to just start putting my feet online and making a ton of money. And now I don't... Uh, that's a lot of work. Like people that make a lot that make money with foot content, they spend a lot of time doing that. And like Stephanie Mason spends a lot of time and she does a good job. I don't have the bandwidth for that. So now I just really enjoy putting that out there, getting the positive feedback, hearing the creativity, because hearing other people's fetishes, there's so much creativity, it stems more creativity in me. I'm like, oh, wow, I never thought about that being um, sexy. And then the way that people describe why these certain requests are sexy to them is fascinating as well. It's very empowering. It really is. Um, and, and to have people tell you you're beautiful or, it, you know, I don't show my face. Um, it's just really my feet. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes my ass getting spanked because, you know, that's, that's a thing for me too. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but it, it has changed. So yeah, what well, it was monetarily, and now I just really enjoy putting it out there, and I'm proud. I'm I am. I'm proud of the content I'm putting out there. I think it's solid. One of the the bits of advice that I gave you, maybe unsolicited, was don't change it. Make sure. Oh, well, I mean, evolve with it, but make sure that it always is close to your heart. That you're doing it because you want to do it, and I feel that the the audience, especially a male audience tends to want to direct the conversation, direct the content, and make uh, make requests. In people reaching out to you and making requests, has it evolved? Has it changed? What has it done for, for your perspective of this all? Well, recently I've had some requests for um, like private videos, and and it's it's exciting. It's fun. I'm like, oh my gosh, I could you know, take X amount of time and make this video for this person and they're going to really love it. It's just this custom content. I'd like to do more of that. I hope I get more requests. Um, and I, I could, I, I need to put more time into it all. Um, but it's, it stimulates me creatively. You know, it, it does. Um, I've had some requests that were, you know, I would not entertain um, by any means. But and, and when I first got started, too, I thought I needed to be super sexual. Like I thought I needed to be really sexy to bring that in. And now I'm backing off on that. And, and it's it really is. It doesn't have to be. So what's sexual to me may not be sexual to someone else. So to me, I'm like, oh, they need to see, you know, my ass along with my feet. And what I'm realizing is, no, a lot of guys just really love feet and that they're feet men. You know, you've always heard you have ass men, you have tits men, you, there's feet men and that's their thing. And and I love that. It's it's brought it back a little bit for me to just being able to do um, my feet in all different kinds of ways and places doing cool stuff. Where do your feet take you every day? Take photos of that and People are going to love it. One of the, the requests that Stephanie has gotten is something as simple as popping balloons with her feet. I know. <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. How fun. It's so, that's so, fu so much fun, you know. Um, no, I love it. I want to do more of that. That's really where I want to go. And because it, the, the options are just so wide open. And another uh, 
content development of hers is the giant tress. Mm. Tell me about I that. I love that. I love the giant tress stuff. And I was not familiar. I didn't even know that was a thing. And when I very first got started, I did have a guy reach out and ask me to do a giant tress yoga video. Um, giant Tess is what it is. Giant and I Tess. was like, Giant Tess. And I was like, what? what is this giantess thing, you know, and I think I've talked about him on a previous episode, you know, he wanted he had fantasies of being squashed and trampled on by big women with big feet. And um, so I started looking into it. And that's one of the things that led me to Stephanie Mason is I just love her giantess. It's this whole alternate reality world where women are these giant beings that just kind of trample on the little men in the world. <laughs> Who knew? I didn't know. This was all new to me. But it's it's fun. It can be somewhat lighthearted. It can be dominating as well. Um, but just the creativity that I'm seeing with these content creators is just, just I love it. It's fun. What kind of DMs are you receiving? So I've I've received not not a ton, not as many as I would like. So I did receive um, one of the first ones was the guy asking to be crushed. How would I crush him and how many different ways? Um, and then another guy was the giant trust thing. He wanted me to um, do fantasy role play about me, like tucking him up and sticking him in my sock or, you know, sticking him between my butt cheeks before I go to my yoga class type of stuff. That's easy to entertain, you know, and and then another guy, though, he wanted asked if I would trample on his holy book. And that that wasn't cool with me. I, I said, no, I would not do that. Um, and then most recently, and I love this request. I, I, I should have pulled up his answer. Um, he wants a car video of me in my car spinning my wheels like as if you were stuck in the mud or something. Right. And where the car the wheels are just spinning and spinning and spinning really fast and I was like whoa is that sexual to you and he was like oh oh I love it and I was like well what turns you on about that and here's his answer he said I like to hear the engine see mud grass and vegetation getting destroyed and seeing a woman in control of that that answer is perfect I was like oh that's pretty hot when you put it like that. You know, I'm not sure that I'm going to do that video for him just because I don't want to get my car stuck and then have to call a tow truck. Um, but, you know, he's willing to pay good money for that. And that's the kind of thing, though, how how fun, right, to be able to, to, to shoot a video like that. Um, so those are the kinds of things. Of course, I've had a few people be like, oh, can you shoot a video wearing this type of a bikini? And I'm like, well, that, what does that have to do with my feet? Nothing, you know. So some guys, you know, have been like, you know, you'd get way more fans if you would show your boobs more often. So you're going to get that. And you don't do nudity. And it sounds like Stephanie Mason also doesn't do nudity. And in her interview with you, she talks about the the really the, the seductive element, the mental seduction element. Even in her OnlyFans, she does have paywall uh, sites that are, go beyond her Twitter, go beyond her Instagram. She does do more revealing content, but it's still seductive, not necessarily the, the full Monty of reveals of anything, it sounds like. You know, you don't have to be naked to be sexy. And I think a lot of times um, when you hold back a bit, it, it, it leaves a lot more to the imagination. And in some, some ways, I feel like 
there's ways to be even sexier, fully clothed than than completely naked. And and there that is there is an art to that as well. Um, what I do find, and Stephanie said this as well, is there's a real sense of of power. Um, I don't know if power is the right word. Empowerment. But confident empowerment, exactly. And it's a confident building, you know, to put this out there. Um, it, it makes you, I think, or a lot of people that do this kind of content creators creation and there are men that are f male foot fetish content creators so I see both men and women but it does it, it brings you into your your own sense of positive healthy power what do you have to offer the world and how can you bring a little joy into someone else's world and this is a, an easy way to do that your DMs sound like they're filled with male audience. Are you finding that there's a female audience for this kind of content? What I've found so far is the the women that reach out to me, they are reaching out to me. There's a ton of scammers. There is a ton of scammers that are like, hey, we want to promote you. We want to do this. We want to do that. Um, and so it's the women that reach out seem to be running sex. I don't know if they're really women or not, but that's the 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 trend that I've seen, um, you know, they want to promote me. They want me to pay them $20 for me, to, you know, for them to share my content on, you know, 15 different or 25 different sites that they have going on. That's all that I've heard from women so far. Most of, I have seen some of your messages and it is uh, promote here, promote there, link in that bio, pay me money and I'll promote you. Yeah. Right. Scammers, essentially. Yeah. I wonder if absolutely. any of that is legitimate. I don't know. I it's too much for for me to mess with, and um, I don't want to go there. I don't feel like I need to. I'm also not out there to get as many followers as possible. Like you said a little while ago, like I'm just I like what I'm creating. I'm putting it out there. Whatever comes from that. So I'm not concerned with getting a ton of followers, if that makes sense. And I think it's really interesting. You you have a relatively small uh, number of followers, mm -hmm. uh, and even smaller number of people who are legitimately looking to have content from you as 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 unique content as mm -hmm. what, what do you call unique content the custom having custom, custom. videos made well you, then you have someone like Stephanie who has over 4000 followers on Instagram and through all of her various channels maybe about 10,000 different followers we've interviewed sweet vicky an amateur mm -hmm. porn star who has a lot, like hundreds of thousands of followers. And they're women and men who make their revenue now on OnlyFans and other paywall sites. How are they responding <laughs> to all of the direct messages and the scams? It seems like once you start becoming a content creator in this fetish world, like all your day is probably spent <laughs> on your phone looking at your messages talking with people about producing individual custom content like how, do, how does a person manage their time all of a sudden you probably have and, a staff yeah well and i think some people do and so i think what i'm noticing is there's there's very clear trends. So when you're going through all your messages, there's a ton that you can automatically just weed out because they all say like the same type of stuff. Hey, looking for an honest and, mm -hmm. you know, true um, sugar baby, you know, foot 
queen, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, no. Um, and so, but what has been interesting is there have been some people that have become, you know, uh, that are real people reached out at first and I just don't respond to anyone really until they reach out several times mm. or send me some something real. Like the guy that was like, hey, do you ever do car videos? He had reached out three times and I thought he was like not a real person. And I was like, oh, he was a real person. So what I am finding is I think you do have the same people that kind of pop up over and over and over again. Yeah, I don't know how people do it. They do make, they do it's a full-time job if you're going to be able to make big money from it. And it does seem like people mm, grow into different things, right? They may start out just showing their feet. Next thing they know, they're doing all different types of videos or like Sweet Vicky going into full, you know, pornography. I, I don't know. I think a lot of people start out with one thing and evolve into something else in this industry. Tell me about a couple of the recent scams that you've been potentially involved in you you're you're smart enough you're an adult woman who knows the world you have street sense you're like a oh, red flag uh tell me about the the recent one that you had where you were in dialogue and then all of a sudden the red flags were out and you're like nope see ya yeah he he was pretty pre, seemed pretty legit the whole thing seemed pretty really legit i sent him my pricing and that's where it got a little weird because instead of just being like, oh, here's your pricing. Well, I'd like to get a video and blah, blah you know, some dirty socks and, and some uh, pictures. All of a sudden he was like, well, what can I get for $600? And I was like, whoa, we just went from, you know, this to all of a sudden $600. And then he, he I was like, well, a lot. I need to see the money first. And he even... Um, like sent me pictures of where he had deposited $650. The screenshot of me a depositing screenshot. money somewhere else, supposedly. No, into my, into my mm -hmm. PayPal. So mm -hmm. he had like a, it was a screenshot of my PayPal with the 650. And then his whole thing was, um, uh, Hey baby, <laughs> I need you to pay this $6 and 48 cent processing fee. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. You I need me you to, to pay me? Yeah. <laughs> but it was such an odd number too. I was like, $6 and 48 cents. Well, that's odd. And then I was like, well, that makes you know no sense. I've been using PayPal for a long time. I've never heard of that. And he was like, oh, it's because it's a business account. It's a business account. So in order, you know, they, it's a percentage of, of what I put in, you have to pay for the processing. And I was just like, no, I'm not going to pay anyone money for con for me to create content for you. I'm not doing it. So, And I think young, innocent, naive people would be like, oh, I have to pay six bucks to get 650? Sweet deal. Right. Honestly, people, the, the world yeah. of online payments, you don't have to pay anybody for a processing fee. Yeah, no. And I've been on PayPal for years. I use it for my other business and I've never seen or heard anything like that. And that was the other thing too. I was like, if this was legit, it would come up on my PayPal to say, hey, this vendor is trying to send you this. You need to accept this and pay this. And it was a total scam. But it took two hours. I mean, I spent almost two hours on the phone with him that day trying to get through all of that stuff. So. There, there were some benefits from it. I mean, you were able to create a, 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 a unique PayPal account that mm -hmm. is, is uh, less susceptible to, you know, scammers such as that. Yeah, exactly. It was some stuff I needed to get set up anyway for my business. Uh, but it did, it, it was an education for sure. I think you have to watch out for that. It could be very time consuming. In this uh, What Bird Are You podcast, we have the, the alias Susie and Sam. Uh, it, it's those 
characters are the main love interest in Wes Anderson's movie Moonrise Kingdom. And even the, the, the title of our podcast is What Bird Are You? From the scene where he opens up the curtain and sees the, the, the performers of the play dressed as birds. And he sees Susie, Sam sees Susie and says, what kind of bird are you? So that's the influence of this. Why are you Mistress Honeytoes? Well, I really just wanted to be honey toes because of the whole dripping of honey. Like, that's kind of my thing. And I, I have had a lot of people say, oh, I love this content. I love the dripping, the licking. Um, and it's just, honestly, it's so hard. It's so saturated, right? O- online, Instagram, all these places are so saturated with names, Um it's just what I landed with. I think I was something different to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my real name. I had yeah. my real name c- kind of attached to it. And I had some friends be like, Yolanda Hug and Kiss is your real name? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not supposed to tell everyone. <laughs> Shh, don't tell my <laughs> secrets. Um, yeah. My, I had a friend that was like, oh, you shouldn't just put all this out there. And now I do wonder. I'm proud of it. I'm proud of my feet. I think I have beautiful feet. And I'm proud of the content that I'm creating. So... I don't know. I go back and forth with the whole alias thing. And the mistress part, that does kinda that that has a connotation for punishment and dominance. Is that you? No, it's not. And I do kind of regret that. It's such a pain to go in and change your name with all this. So I'm not gonna change it. But I have had a lot of guys Um, look for that kind of role play and it's not what comes to me naturally I think I could with more practice slip into that space more easily Um, but man it's a lot of work to be someone's mistress like these guys are needy are needy they're they're needy and so they're like um can you know i'm i'm a good slave boy can i be your slave boy and i'm like well you know you need to be on your knees every time you address me and they love it but that's a lot of back and forth men that want to have women dominate them they they want a lot of interaction with that and like i said earlier i don't really have time for all that (laughs) not not right now i don't anyway and so now I'm going to so roll. I, um, now now I, I'm going to roll the the segment where uh, Stephanie Mason talks about how much time she spends in dialogue with pre-production for content for custom content. Here we go. I am pretty much constantly on my phone. Mm. It, it annoys my husband, to be honest. <laughs> But I, I, I'm, I'm growing my business and I'm putting everything into it. I, I wake up. First thing I do is I check my phone, check my notifications, see what DMs I need to answer. Um, and then I spend maybe an hour or two replying to messages and just seeing where, like, do I have orders or are these just people who want to say, hi, how are you? And trying to navigate where I'm supposed to put my time is, is, is a challenge. Plus all of the talking and chatting before doing a custom, that, that's something that I think people don't consider as part of the service, but it truly is. I, I can spend three days building up to a custom with somebody just from the teasing and the texting. And by the time they, 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 before they've even gotten the video, they're already pumped and excited. Everybody's foot fetish is a little bit different. And what I would do in a video for one customer, I won't do for another customer because each person has their own slight, slightly different tastes. So I spend a lot of time just trying to get to know who my client is. And that, I think that is really where the, 
the value is. That's that's where the. I wish I could charge more for that, but the market isn't isn't there. The market is right now is all about oh I pay for a video or I pay for pictures, but it's so much more than that that people realize. That's dedication. <laughs> it's nuts. And then I'm editing videos, so when I'm not making customs or on social media, um, either just replying to comments or reading comments to see what, what's happening in my stuff. I'm editing videos. Um, even when I'm, I'm on my way to family events, I try to sneak in a couple pictures in the backyard or wherever I can. It's, it's constant. It's, constant. It's, it's definitely more hours than a full-time job, mm. but I love it, so it doesn't quite feel like work, and I'm happy to put in the time for it because I do see the reward coming back with the effort that I'm putting in. I do wish we knew how much she made from all of it. I'd be curious to see what her bottom line, what the return on that amount of time invested is. That becomes more private. I think she'd probably show her vagina before she shows her uh, her, her bank yeah, books. Yeah, her bank statement. <laughs> She's um, a smart woman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and in the few minutes we have left, we're also I'm going to also address the fact that she lives uh, a, a swingers lifestyle. She and her mm-hmm. husband uh, apparently are open about their swinging lifestyle, and that's given her the confidence to talk more about fetishes, to talk more with with men and women about their desires and her willingness to you know, satiate their desires. And because she's in a, in a lifestyle where she talks openly about sex, she experiences a variety of forms of sexuality. This has been her, her platform. It's just, she's, it's been an easy to roll into this, you know, fetish world. What kind of background do you have, not as a content creator as much, we've already addressed that, but talking about sex, experiencing sexuality so that you could go right into this fetish world and be confident with it yourself. Well, I know we're going to talk, I think, more in upcoming um, episodes about this. I have been on my own journey to dive into my own sexuality for a really long time. And, and I have been very purposeful about focusing on sex, looking at what that means to me, looking at how I relate to other people, and, and even medi- meditating and doing energy work around building my own myself up as a sexual being and diving into what does that look like, being more open to different ways of being sexual and having sex, um, and then just being open to talking to people as well. You know, we've been doing this podcast for a while, so you and I have had a lot of dialogue around it. So I, I do think that, like I said, I've just been on a journey towards my own sexuality. What does that look like? Is that just about, you know, a penis going in a vagina? No, there's so much more to it than just intercourse. And um, I love that. It's a passion of mine. It's a real passion of mine. And the more that we've talked about kink, um, I've been like, oh, I, I wish I was more kinky. How, you know, what are my kinks? And because we all have them, right? I, I just think trying to dive into that consciousness level of of um, just being really thoughtful about it. And I've been doing that. And the more and more I do it, the more and more it opens me up to to my own sexuality, and then to the sexuality of the people around me in the world, and then how we all relate as humans um, through our sexuality. So. 
it's exciting. I think this is just another avenue to get me on to somewhere else sexually, but it's, it's a place I'm playing right now. Well, I have a question for you. I know you're not necessarily a feet guy, but you've definitely, you know, you dove in the water with me on the whole feet yeah, thing and I helped me a lot. Has it changed the way that you think about feet? I look at feet more. I look at footwear. I look at foot content online. But honestly, that online part, like, I'm not into it. So I yeah. get my porn from Twitter. And because I think Twitter is kind of a personal place, the the aliases or the personas tend to be, you know, I, I follow private accounts, like individuals like Sweet Vicky and Mistress Honeytoes <laughs> uh, <laughs> on, on my Twitter. And I just call and follow their, their, their documentation. And so I followed a couple of, of foot fetish content uh, women who might have a million followers. And I'm just not satisfied by their content. Like, I don't really want to see their, their, their feet in my face wiggling and the, their suggestive comments in it, like, you want to lick my toes or whatever. I, 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 I just am not intrigued by that. But I do like what you're doing. I like the honey. I like the your toes uh, and your feet. Uh, wiggling through uh, a, a bin of sex toys. You know, there's an element of more, because you seem to enjoy it, where a lot of the, especially the younger foot fetish models, seem to be just like, oh, this is my gig. I'm going to do it. Pay me money. Yours is like, I like this. Hopefully you enjoy it. And yeah. that's, that's perspective. That's the way that you're presenting that I like it more. But I mean, I I look at shoes now. I see women's <laughs> shoes and I, I, and what I really am attracted to the the conversation that you had with Stephanie is like she she's doing more yoga content now, and her statement that she really loves her body not as it has not how it looks but how it performs, what mm-hmm. it does. And I'm certainly a person who's an enthusiast of the human form in motion. So when she said that, I was like, oh yes. Okay, what what does a ballet dancer's do on a foot do on point? What does a, a yoga a yogini do with her feet? And now I'm looking at that like how the toes wiggle, how they move, and I've been thinking about my own feet. So yeah, perspective, anything that opens your perspective, broadens your view on the world is great. And so now I see feet more. <laughs> I love that. Well, and I know you. Um, you know, when we've had sex before, you have kissed my feet and mm. sucked my feet. Just I've never, I've our... never kissed anybody's feet. Really? That's what I've I was wondering. I've never rolled my tongue through their toes. <laughs> and I like Ooh, it. I got excited when you said that. <laughs> uh, and I like it. Um, yeah, good. That's what I was kind of wondering. Well, me too. I think we've kind of introduced each other to that. So that's great. And there's, there's a popular book. It's called The Bible. Oh. <laughs> There's 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 a there's a scene in that where one of the the main characters is washing people's feet, and that's a really interesting thing. Like that idea of of, of treating a person's feet with respect and care, and tenderness is an interesting thing. And the character in this Bible who's washing feet is supposedly like the king or the son of God or something like that. And he's washing peasants' feet. I think that's a really tender moment. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. I think there's a lot um, of tenderness that can happen with feet that doesn't have to be sexual. Wow, interesting 
Interesting correlation there. <laughs> feet, feet are interesting to me now. They are. <laughs> well, what I love about feet is they're so individual. Everyone's feet are so different, and I've I have always loved to see different everyone's feet because I feel like you really get an idea. Um, I don't know. I think you could tell a lot from someone's feet. It, it, I think feet are great. Like when, even when I was younger, I would I would love like foot planters, like to plant my like plant mm. my plants in, you know, like feet stuff. So I don't know. I think feet are great. I like that Stephanie Mason brought up like the the graceful curve of the mm. arch of the foot, you know, a, a pointed foot versus a flexed foot, and and how sensual the curves alone can mm. be um, in a foot. And, and she's right. Um, I. I I do love that. It's made me start looking at that a little bit differently. The best boudoir photography isn't explicit nudity. It's 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 the it's the the landscape, the bodyscape. It's the curves. Right. It's the shape. It's the seduction. Maybe a little bit of a nipple. Maybe a little bit of the penis. Whatever whatever the the land the bodyscape is. And I think once that was brought to my attention, I've looked at feet a little bit differently. And I want to spend more time. I'm a photographer. I want to spend more time photographing feet. Uh, yeah. And and so you gave me that opportunity of of doing that. So thank you very much, Susie or yeah. Mistress Honeytoes. <laughs> it's been my pleasure. <laughs> well, of course, we're going to link your social media uh, to this podcast, and we're we're going to link Stephanie Mason's social media to this podcast. Please reach out to her and see what she's up to, and we're also going to have your full interview with her in available on on our what bird are you podcast so you could listen to the entire interview that you had with her and obviously this has excerpts this this uh, this episode between you and me uh we refer to her and we have excerpts of her quotes so uh, listen to those and listen to the full episode with her i think you will be enlightened audience <laughs> thank you so much Susie. thank you sam what what uh, what is your your next project with your feet? Uh, what what are, what theme or what subject matter are you going to be filming? Well, I have a really sexy pair of high heel black high heels that have these gold studs all over mm. them. So I know I, those that's the next thing that I'm going to do. And I've got some more like stocking content that I want to shoot. I'm actually kind of having trouble with my camera stand, like just my setup. Mm. So I need to spend some more time with that. Um yeah, those are the next two in line. And then I probably need to do some river some river shots you know I, I i like to spend a lot of time in rivers around here and i haven't really really done much mm. of that content underwater maybe part of maybe under yes that's a great idea yes underwater yeah so i'll probably do that in the next um the next two weeks or so and you're you're know. you're an area in north carolina where there's a, a rapid called the ledges <laughs> is that where you're gonna go do it <laughs> No, if, any, water... if anybody knows uh, North Carolina rivers, uh, the ledges is also known as shithole. Don't go yeah. filming yourself there. No, don't worry. <laughs> I would not. I would not put my precious feet in that water. That's not true. I've gotten in that water a lot. Um, no, it's it's dirty water. I'll go to a cleaner part of the river, clearer water. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to to seeing your new content. And thank you, uh, Susie. Until the next episode. See you soon. Bye. <laughs> now I'm all thinking about how ticklish your feet are, and I think <laughs> you should do it.
tickling content because that's huge. Oh, is it? It's huge. Okay, I will try one. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so like just talking about my feet kind of makes me feel like ticklish and jittery inside. That's why I've never allowed anyone to touch them. And I'm, I'm thankful to my, um, you know, my friend for showing me that you can gently handle feet and it can be seductive. So. Absolutely. Yeah.